Welcome to the episode, guys. Good morning. To you got this. For us. I don't know if it's morning for you. Hopefully. This comes out on a Monday, so hopefully you're listening to it when it comes first out. First thing. First, first thing, thing in the morning. At the docket. This is actually the first podcast you and I have been on together. True. And you and I have been on together. Oh, yeah. Yes. And this is our first three-person podcast. Yes. Yeah, so. A day of firsts. Nice. I, I was listening to the Traditions podcast with Pastor Eric, mm-hmm. and I thought, you and I should have been on this podcast mm-hmm. together because it would have been hilarious because mm-hmm. we have a lot of differing opinions we <laughs> about do. a lot of stuff. <laughs> that is very true. That is very true, which is good. Yeah. Different perspectives. Makes for good podcasts, yes. at least. But we're going to talk about church hurt today. Mm. Church hurt. Yeah. We are three very different people sitting yes, at this are. table right yeah. now. So that's which good. Which is great. Yeah. We, when we started doing the podcast, Pastor Eric and I were kind of scheduling out like all the topics and... And we decided in the new year of January, we talked about church hurt. And I don't know why we decided it, but we're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so church hurt is... Wait, do we say who's here? What do you mean? Tell this is Pastor Alyssa, oh. by the way. Oh. <laughs> and I'm Pastor Maria. Okay. I'm Pastor Zach. <laughs> now that we're all introduced, Carry on. let's get this thing going. Uh, so church hurt is one of those things where it's definitely like, it's, I don't want to call it a fad. because it's, it's a hot topic. It's a hot right topic. Now. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Church hurt is a hot topic. It, yeah. yeah. It's not a fad, but it is a very hot topic, which mm-hmm. is kind of why we want to talk about it. Um, so I'm just going to open it up. What are, What's your opinion about church hurt? Oh, Lord. Yeah. Just right off the gate. Jump right in. Jump right in. Um, I think, I think it's a catchy phrase that a lot of people can jump on board with very easily, very quickly, because yeah. I think as humans... We've all gone through something that you can probably categorize as church hurt. Church hurt. Right. Um, so I think anybody can jump on board with it, um, which is kind of sad that you can, that everybody yeah, kind of can do that. Um, but I think a lot of people are catching on to it way more lately, especially like social media. Mm-hmm. I did see a lot of posts that were going around that were um, the church didn't hurt you, people did, mm-hmm. or whatever, like stuff like that. that. Hurt you, the church. Yes. Yeah. So it's. It's a, it's really what it is. It's a hot topic, but it's something like we talked about earlier is you're dealing with a bunch of people. Right. You're never going to have a moment where somebody did not hurt you because mm-hmm. whether it's a pastor, a leader, a friend, uh, whatever it is, they can do something very easily, very quickly. It's right. not very hard to hurt somebody. And they might not even know they're hurting you. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes they I mean, sometimes do, or sometimes they're kind of like ignorant yeah. of it, mm-hmm. um, blissfully ignorant, trying right. to not see it. Right. Um, but I think often, I think when somebody's hurting somebody, you you kind of know. I think if you know the person, or you've had a moment with them, well, that you're hopefully gonna, you have the emotional intelligence to know that, right? Which you would hope. But I think yeah. I, th- I think the difference is in what ends up leading to the actual church hurt, where people can leave churches, split mm. churches. Um, talk bad about churches is really how it ended, how it left off. Like, right. was there any recognition as, hey, this happened, I did this, I'm sorry, I did not realize what I was doing, yeah, or I should have acted differently. Yeah. Right, I think yeah. that's the key word, yeah. reconciliation. Yeah. I mean, there has to be some sort of, I think your point is, there always has to be some sort of acknowledgement, and there mm-hmm. needs to be steps towards healing. Mm. Yeah. Right, because that's I think good. a lot of times it's easy to walk away from a situation and feel as though, well, they should know. They know what they did. They know what they said. Right. So I, I'm not going right. to... 
or I'm not, not going to address it. If yeah. someone's personally mm. hurt me, you know, I feel it's it's such an awkward situation or I could feel very self-righteous and I just, you know, I'm not going to address it. Right. And I think a lot of times people genuinely there's a mix because some people really do want to get to a place of healing. And I mm. think a lot of people are more tra- maybe more attracted to the drama of it and want to continue to stew in it, mm-hmm. yeah. which is kind of unfortunate and 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 i hope that that's like the minority of people yeah um but i do think that some people almost like enjoy that a little bit more but mm-hmm. uh, going back yeah, to the whole agree. like church hurt as a concept as a word we mm-hmm. were talking earlier and i was saying like growing up that word didn't exist it wasn't a thing yeah. no and it's very popular now mm-hmm. and i think that there's advantages and disadvantages to like defining and labeling mm-hmm. things like it's good when you can define something and be like, it gives some camaraderie to people and they right. feel like, okay, Shines yeah. a light on something that yeah. is not good, It's kind of like, great. yeah, ADHD. When right. Like, once we labeled ADHD, mm. everyone now has ADHD. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's probably some elements of truth to that, but it's one of those things that like once you define something, mm. everyone all of a sudden is like, oh, that's, that's what I've been through. That's right. what I've dealt with. Um, and it becomes bigger than what it stops addressing. I think a lot of times like the key issues and it yes. just becomes like something to hold on to. Well, there's yeah. an interesting verse in the Bible um, that talks to, Jesus is talking about, you know, bringing sacrifices to the altar, to the temple. And it says, if you if your brother has something against you, right. you drop your sacrifice and you go make it right with them. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, I know that verse has kind of, like, directed a lot of my like, confrontation in life. And when you, Pastor Eric, talked about confrontation, mm-hmm. all I could think about was that verse. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, even, even, like, if it's an organization, if it's a church that hurts you, if it's a person, you, to be right with the Lord, you need to go make it right with that person. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say God's not going to move in your life. That's not to say God's gonna not going to use you. But to be fully right with God, you need to make it right with that person. Mm-hmm. Because but sometimes that's not always an option either. Yeah, because that's I true. think yeah. about past wounds that I've had, right. past church hurt that I've experienced. And there are some things that am I willing to go back there because I know because let's say part of that church hurt labeling it mm-hmm. is that the, there was no ability to have communication yeah, or there was no understanding but on I think the, the other side. Is, so if it's in your power to do so, you are responsible to do so. I think at, at everything we should try to be right with people and we should try yeah. to like reconcile and move past. But obviously there are situations where you can only do as much as you can do and it's right. up to the other person. And there's another verse that says like, as much as it depends on you, mm-hmm. be at peace with all men. Right. So that's key. There's a lot of times where if it's based on me and my willingness to move forward, yeah, we'd move forward. Right. Um, and, and vice versa. I don't mm. want to make it seem as though mm-hmm. we're always in the right because right, very much course. we could be the one that are Feet planted, creating, not yeah. yeah, creating <laughs> a fence or you know. And a lot of times, you, yeah, we. I think your point, Pastor Zach, is that we bear a personal responsibility, totally, and we can't skirt that responsibility because yeah. ultimately it bring it it damages us and mm-hmm. it's a place of unhealth that we mm-hmm. need to move past. Yeah, and I think the realm of social media has made um the hot topic of church hurt almost a thing where it's like oh now i'm a part of the club and that maybe that's a very cynical way of viewing Mm. it but it's church hurt is such a thing where everybody most people unfortunately have experienced some type of hurt within the church Mm -hmm. and i think the issue i take with you know this whole church hurt thing that's happening is that 
people will just write off the church once they've been hurt by it. And they won't see the value and the holiness and the glory of God within the church. And people is what people hurt people. Mm-hmm. And now I'm a full believer that church hurt is somebody within the church hurt you. Mm-hmm. But the church is the bride of Christ and we should treat it with the respect and the honor that it deserves. And I've seen a lot of people that, um, you know, have been church hurt are writing off the church entirely, which is its own can of worms. But I think that that is a good point, and I think that there's a lot of truth to that. Mm-hmm. But I do think that there there is such a thing as unhealthy churches. Totally. Oh, yeah. And unhealthy culture. What? <laughs> unhealthy culture <laughs> and me. systems in a church. Right, yeah. And so, of course. And sometimes you do need to get away. <laughs> yeah, and that is <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Totally. Um, so that does exist. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not just one person that's really to blame. Uh, but sometimes there are patterns that are established in a church that are not healthy. And Great I think point, that yeah. that is... From a leadership perspective, uh, we have three leaders sitting around the table today. Mm. That's something that you have to really make a priority yes. that we're going to continuously be a church that is really Puts solidly. Puts people above the fold. Yeah, yeah, and solidly planted on the principles of God. Mm. And we're willing to talk about things. We're willing, if someone's questioning things, we're not uh, going to like. Abuse power or authority. Right. Yeah, there like, has to be a hu- sense of humility. Right. As a leader, definitely. Of, can I stand correction? Yes. Yeah. And you have That's to. And if you exactly. cannot, then you shouldn't be leading. Get you out of the kitchen. Cr- yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, in that topic, too, I think it helps that um, the people, you know, the leaders here at this table have had experiences with church hurt. Mm-hmm. Now, the way we dealt with it is obviously different. Um, and without going into names, people, locations, uh, do one of you want to like share a story about church hurt? Um, no, I think, I think most people can just say mm-hmm. that you've been in an experience where somebody just does not see the world the way you do. Right. And there is, it's very hard when leadership, which I think in turn has made me, uh, better leader for it Mm -hmm. so there was something good that at least came out of it right but the biggest struggle is when leadership is not willing to hear Mm. your point of view your feelings your it's that term your truth like Mm. what you actually went through what's actually happening on your your end Yeah. yeah and so and sometimes it could be like okay i just misunderstood i'm mm-hmm. sorry like by having that conversation and allowing that conversation to be had mm-hmm. that is just the stepping stone to okay maybe what happened happened mm-hmm. maybe my feelings were hurt maybe your feelings were hurt maybe i'm on like the giving end of that mm-hmm. um but having the ability to say yeah i'd be willing to sit and like let me hear you let me hear right. your heart let me hear what's going on what happened can i make something better even if you can't make it better, the fact that you were willing to listen, sit down mm-hmm. and like be open to the correction, mm-hmm. that's going to be the biggest like catalyst and change for the person who did receive that hurt yeah, or that, that pain on their yeah. end. Yes, yeah, something happened where what you did was not good. Mm-hmm. And that's never a point of it shouldn't be a point of contention. It right. should be as pastors and as church leaders 
anybody in the church who is leading a ministry. You don't have to have the pastor title. Right. That can happen with anybody. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to be a leader. You can be simply in a small group and say something totally out of whack Mm. and hurt somebody's feelings. But I don't think most people would label that as church hurt. You Maybe not most, I but think so. You think so? If so, like so, a peer offended you and not a leader of the church, but I think that there there is a combination of that, right? Mm. Like it could be that someone uh, feels as though, like from a leadership perspective, mm. that there was some sort of abuse or neglect there. Right. Uh, but I do think that a lot of times it could be not necessarily from a leadership standpoint, mm. but things that happen between just people within the church. And then the church hurt comes in, I think, when people feel like there was no one that intervened and mm. took care of that yeah. for us. And we talked about this, but there is like a biblical mandate for how we handle these handle types of situations. Yeah, yeah, and conflict. I mean, I think from a leadership perspective, I know that sometimes there's uh, an expectation of like, this is going on. Yeah. Like, can you solve this for yeah. me? Mm-hmm. And we know from scripture that when there is a conflict between you and that person, as awkward as it is, because it is, and you don't want to be the one to confront, it's really like the best way to just handle that is to go to that person directly. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes you may feel like you you can't. It's an intimidating thing, or you right. just you're a person that doesn't like confrontation. And I kind of come from a camp of that. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to be in confrontation, but at the same time confrontation is absolutely necessary. It's going to happen. You just have to learn how to navigate it. You have to. And I think that's also a part of this is people feel Mm. like, well, we shouldn't have to do that. We shouldn't have to. These types of things just shouldn't happen in the church. People shouldn't be fighting. People shouldn't be arguing. Absolutely. I agree with that. (laughs) It shouldn't happen. (laughs) I disagree with that. I think, I mean, people are people. Like, why can't we? I mean, I think the three of us Mm -hmm. have like a healthy way of dealing with it. Mm -hmm. Like we have, you said, we have three very different opinions opinions mm-hmm. and come from different perspectives mm-hmm. like there's nothing wrong with the fact that we would disagree with something even sometimes biblical yeah. interpretation which right. we're kind of jumping into the deep end there but there's <laughs> churches split all the time over that <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh but you know you're gonna have difference of opinion it's yeah. not that you can't have disagreements you can't have opposing opinions but yeah. like how you talk about that, that's where like Obviously, the mind of Christ comes that's in. That's the exciting part about being in people around people is you are all different. Your exactly. iron sharpens iron. But I think the part I was saying where it shouldn't happen is the legitimate sin issues. Those oh, right. bad things. Like when it like, turns into yes, like full blown out. Yes. Like abuse fist kind of fights on a Sunday morning. You are totally morning. misusing your power. Yes. Which, that kind of thing. Yes. You're you know, right about that. From a flipped perspective, I've probably been on the side where I've given somebody church hurt. And not to, you know, go into too many details, there's a situation that came up and, you know, I handled it, though I was still young in the ministry, still am, but even younger, Mm -hmm. um, and handled this situation the best way that I knew how at the time. And my heart, truly, my intention was to care and love for this individual, Mm -hmm. um, but it was not received well at all. Mm -hmm. And as the authority figure in that situation, I imagine this person walked away with some amount of church hurt. Mm, but on the flip side of it, right. having the person being the guy that might have caused the church hurt, I pray that I didn't, but it's, it, it stinks yeah. because I, I walked away from that conversation feeling deflated because I didn't go into the ministry to hurt people. I didn't go into it for, you know, to climb a ladder of success or have some mm-hmm. amount of authority. Mm-hmm. I went into it because, you know, I believe the Lord called me to this. And when you're walking in that and you hurt people, it is hard to reconcile as, you know, an authority figure in the church. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that that's a really good example. And my dad had said something to me when I was really young. We were at a point in time um, where we were seeing some people leave the church yeah. for different reasons. And my dad said something that stuck with me. And he said, "We in the church, we talk about forgiveness a lot. But the one yeah. person that people are not willing to forgive is their pastor. Totally. And I was like, wow, that it was like a, a bomb at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And there are there's a high level of accountability with leadership so that's the flip side of this that we are held to a higher standard and we should be Mm -hmm. but at the same time there doesn't mean that there's not a place for grace there as well yeah right and i've come from in southern culture church culture the pastor is like the superstar Mm. and so it's almost like you view the pastor as untouchable and a lot of which is already wrong, which is already wrong. Yeah. Right. We're all just people You're setting right. him up for failure. Exactly. Yeah. Or her Very true. And you see all these stories. Of Good these, job there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or her. <laughs> you see all these stories of like these big uh, look at Israel Houghton. Is that how you say his last name? He had a huge moral failure and mm-hmm. people, you know, you put you get put on a pedestal and that starts to, you know, inflate yourself in your ego or whatever. But in Southern culture, you you can't touch the pastor. He's you're not going to hold him accountable for anything. I know a lot of people will leave churches because they just disagree with the pastor or mm-hmm. they have church hurt. Um, and I just like to what you were saying. We're hold to a higher standard, mm-hmm. and there needs to be a system of accountability for leaders within the church. Absolutely, I think a lot of the reason why we don't why there is church hurt is because there's a lack of that accountability with some of these church yeah. leaders. Mm-hmm. But can I also go on that? I'm going to get on another boat here. Go did you guys hear that Joyce Meyer got a tattoo? I did. Is that a thing? Oh, it Does was a thing. Care? Or do people care? Yeah. All over social media, people care. Really? Christians care that this leader got a tattoo. Okay. Like, what kind of an example is she setting? But th- that all aside, yeah. my biggest problem with that, which keeping like leaders accountable, mm-hmm. yes, doing that. But the day and age of social media. Why did she get a tattoo? When is I have no idea. Okay. But, but I feel like with Joyce Myers, there has There must have been something. <laughs> there in was it. A, there was a reason I didn't go. I'm not into very familiar it. with Joyce Meyer to be yeah. completely. I'm honest. not either. Yeah. I just saw this going around. It's not but the first my controversial my thing only that's kind thought of is this: Publicity. even with like Israel Houghton or I don't know what's I don't some other leaders, but like okay, these <laughs> people who you believe they're doing something that's sinful. When has it ever been the norm and when, as Christians, is it ever our job to blast someone's sin out on Mm. social media? To be the Holy Spirit police. As an example of what Christians should and should not do. If that was your daughter, if that was your mother and they went and did something and they're in the church or whatever it is. There is a point of accountability. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the whole tattoo thing, that's a. A whole other deal and box to open. Right. But the whole point of what I'm talking about is like this whole church hurt thing. Some people are going to be hurt that this mm. person got that was they their trusted. example. Yeah. Yes. It's like it they got down. they take yeah. it onto them and then you go blast them on social right. media. Like if we're going to talk about sin and hurt, imagine being on her end where now she's got thousands upon thousands of that people commenting sharing this i can't believe her i'm not following this like that is the kind of stuff that the hypocritical stuff that makes me angry because i'm like 
We want to be the perfect Christians because, oh, you're not getting a tattoo, yet you're out here throwing and casting stones. Right. If I took one of mm-hmm. your sins and blasted it on social media, would that be okay? Right. Mm-hmm. So no, but no. that's where holding leaders accountable, absolutely. But there needs to be a balance for the people who are also doing that. Well, I think we've, as uh, you know, American culture, we've swung completely, the, we've swung the pendulum. It used to be, your pastor is your pastor. You go to church. You do what he says, and you shut up, and you just do it. And this was an older culture. And now we've we've come to this place where I almost knocked over my coffee. We've come to this place where, like what you're saying, like it's our group goal to hold every church leader accountable. And the, it, the issue I take with that is it's the Holy Spirit's job to convict and to do these things. And yes, again. We should hold people accountable, but not at the cost of defaming them or insulting them or slandering them, mm-hmm. which it sounds like is what people doing are on social media. Yeah. People are doing on social I media. I think sometimes people are – there's people that are out there that are doing things with in their mind with the best of inten- intentions, right? Mm-hmm. Of course. So they feel as though I think a lot of times the motivation behind that – is almost pointing out to the world to say, like, look, this person didn't do something right, mm-hmm. and that's not what we stand for. So they almost want to put their stake and in the that ground. That would be an ideal goal to say, right. like, that's not what the church is. So mm-hmm. we're gonna, we're gonna almost, we are gonna put this person on blast so people don't associate me or the church with this thing. Right. Well, that's kind of like even the thing with like Christian nationalism and saying, like, hey, this is not the church. This is not the majority. Right. That's not. Where every Christian is not that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that is a healthy thing to do. I think that's a good thing to do mm-hmm. because people who don't really know Christians or don't like sit in a church every Sunday and that's their prime example of the, on Fox News or CNN or these right. people like these getting to the Capitol or whatever. Yeah. Yes, like yeah. that that is not everybody. That's right. not the majority. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of saying like, yeah, that's not me. That's not where my church stands for. That's not what my mm-hmm. God stands for. Yeah, absolutely. And that is absolutely good to do. Mm-hmm. But finding it when it's really just pulling out a specific person to be like, hey, look what they did. Right. And there's no well, spiritual in, gain in to honesty, it. There's nothing. Over a tattoo, t- to me, is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to but like that was just a whole off. Fully blast somebody <laughs> uh, about a tattoo seems yeah. absurd to me. Yeah. Um, regardless of her her station in life. Mm-hmm. Like, if Joe Schmo, pastor down the road, got a tattoo, I don't imagine everybody's just going to, like, lambaste this dude. No. Yeah. But Joyce Myers, man. Yeah, if you're famous <laughs> enough. I mean, do you, uh, again, I'm very cynical, but do you almost think that, that this topic of church hurt is almost like a grab for some people? Like, Spe- on social media specifically, like, look, I've shared this experience. Now listen to me and what I have to say about it. Yeah, I think there's always going to be an aspect of that where people just kind of want to jump on the train. Mm-hmm. But I think that the majority of people are, I would hope, I said this earlier, but I would hope mm-hmm. that the majority of people are really just trying to almost like navigate through their emotions, yeah, navigate mm-hmm. through their experiences. And the truth is, is we all have things that, we most people have things that they've encountered in the church. Uh, I don't like that the pastor said this to me right. or he said this at the pulpit and from the pulpit. And I wish he wouldn't have said that. He probably directed that to me. You know, everybody knows. I mean, I've heard <laughs> countless like yeah. right. examples yeah. of that. No, and honey, so people are conviction. just trying to figure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Trying to figure that out. But I think people always forget that. I mean, the church is made of humans. Yeah. Like there's, we are, we are regenerated. We are 
uh, new creations in Christ, mm-hmm. but we still have our human flesh. Right. And so there's always going to be conflict. And I think people hold this, put this expectation that there's, I'm expecting perfection, maybe not from myself, mm-hmm. but I'm expecting perfection from you. Right. I'm expecting perfection from the church. Mm-hmm. And when we have that expectation, it, number one, I think it's a it's it could be even a pride issue. It's yeah. like you I, you owe that to me. Right. Like yeah. you owe me, Pastor Zach. Like you owe me the best version of yourself. Right. Even though I'm gonna mess up and and I'm gonna constantly need to repent for my sins, but you you, yeah. you owe me the best version right. of yourself because, and that's and you are setting yourself up. We're talking about yeah. we put yeah. people on a pedestal that they they have to be perfect. It is. Like we're mm-hmm. expecting perfection from them and then when they are not perfect mm-hmm. and they hurt us in in the course of whatever that is, we're saying, well, there you go. Like yeah. right. that like almost waiting, waiting for the shoe to yeah. fall. Yeah. 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 And that doesn't obviously that's leaving out the people who truly are abusing their role as a well, leader. Yes, totally. that's a great point. I'm yeah. happy you brought that up yeah. because yeah. that again, unhealthy churches, unhealthy people in the pulpit. Like they do exist. They, they exist. They, exist. they abuse the word of God and they twist it to get their way and they manipulate mm-hmm. their yeah. congregation. And I have yeah. seen like the people who have been hurt so many times by pastors. Yeah. And they keep going back and almost like expecting something different. Mm-hmm. And then I like always want to just revert to that word of insanity. Like mm-hmm. you are Doing going back, expecting something different, and it's always going to be the same. Like it's never going to change. After it's like the first time, shame on me. The first time, shame on you, whatever. Right. And then shame on me. Right. Like stop going back. If you, it's not healthy for you. It's really, and all I hear people, oh, well, I don't know another church or, you know, I just, my friends are there or hmm. whatever. Like there's so many yeah. different reasons why you could be going back. And yeah, sure. Maybe when they're good, they're good. But when they're bad, they're bad. Mm-hmm. And balancing that out. And sometimes even just reflecting, stepping back and saying, when it's bad, how far, how many steps back do I take in my relationship with God, in mm. my relationship with the church, in my daily worship? How many steps back do I take when it does get bad? Mm-hmm. And is it worth it for right. the good that you can probably find elsewhere? Right. It's really not. Well, it's I really not. A lot of, you know, a lot of stuff comes from a inappropriate, not inappropriate, but a uh, misunderstood relationship that Christians have with the church. Our... As Christians, we are called to be like Christ. We are not called to be like a church. A church is a place, a group of people you go to, you find community, you sharpen each other, to follow, you follow the Lord together, and you learn, you worship you together, together, you grow together. And yeah. it's, a, it's a good, and it is a holy thing. But if the church stands in place of my relationship with God, if yeah. I rely on the church to read the Bible to me, to lead me in worship. If I rely on the church as a Christian... Mm-hmm. To feel good all I'm week. failing. I'm yeah. failing in my relationship with the Lord. And as uh, leadership aside, all this stuff, as an individual, it is my responsibility. If I, if I claim to love the Lord and I have repented from my sins, I want to know more of Him mm-hmm. and I want to go into a deeper relationship with Him. Mm-hmm. But the second that I put that responsibility on the church, I am going to become church hurt mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they're going to the the people in the church don't know one that you're doing that mm-hmm. and two they're not going to live up to those lofty expectations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we 
three of us. And it's not saying that the church does not have any responsibility. It's not a get out of jail free card. It's just saying have a realistic view of what church is. The point of it. Yes, there are moments in people's walks with Christ Mm -hmm. where you're going to lean on the church more than you normally would, or that that you would when you're. When you've grown in Christ yeah. and when you get to a good, strong, healthy, mature, spiritual space. Yeah. But when you're not there, we understand. Lean on us. Get yes, pastoral care. Absolutely. Like, find your place here. That is the point of it. But when your goal is to become a healthy, mature Christian. Mm-hmm. And yes, look for, have some boxes that your church needs to check. Yeah. Have a checklist and say, listen, I want to see, are my pastors, like, are they bearing good fruit am Absolutely. i seeing growth like I mean, paul says they, test the spirits make sure they come from god good, yeah. from good theological doctrines right. like where is this like what is, is it just stuff being pulled out that's a feel-good message like what what is this message based on because that's going to show you a lot of things that down the line can save you from getting hurt by somebody but i think the reality is and Some that's people, where the responsibility also right. goes on the person who goes to church. But I think the reality is, you know, talking pastors. about like theological doctrines and like making sure it's of the Bible. This as a mature Christian, sure, that's easy. But as somebody who's brought into this church was, you know, got saved while they're yeah. at this church's altars. How do you do that? Mm-hmm. And my heart goes out to people who are who have been ingrained in it's been ingrained in their brains since mm-hmm. birth. Yeah. You need to go to church. Mm-hmm. And if you're not going to church, you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that extreme. was me growing yeah, up. Yeah, it's extreme, but it's the reality <laughs> of a lot of people. Yeah. And my heart goes out to them because that you know they might want biblical literacy but they don't know how to get it mm-hmm. because the church is it's almost like what it used to be before the bible was translated to you know the common language yeah the priest held the bible and could say whatever he wanted and the people just had to believe him mm-hmm. yeah. so for the people that are you know not not strong in their relationship with god it really does stink when there are those pastors that take advantage of them mm-hmm. yeah. and will hurt them and manipulate them for you know whatever his paycheck his new car that he wants whatever it is it yeah. might, whatever it is but my heart really goes out to them and i think for those people you know if that is you and you're listening it really is spend time in the word and i don't know how else to like i know it's like the most cliche thing to say like in kids church jesus but it's like spend time in the word spend time with god and he's going he he has your best interest at heart Regardless of anybody else, God wants the best for you. Yeah. And it's good to lean on the church, but it's imperative that you lean on the Lord. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I also think that there's you it's good to seek wise counsel. Yeah. So yeah. if you are at the stage of someone watching or listening is at the stage where you're like exploring faith mm-hmm. and that's great cuz you just there's a lot of people that fall in that category and they're like, w- it's almost like a fear-based thing. Like, I don't want to go to a church that's going to end up having me right. drink Kool-Aid at the end of service. <laughs> um, so asking questions, I think, is really appropriate. Yes. Like, And you don't know what you don't know yet, yeah. right? Like, yeah. as a new totally. Christian, you might not know the questions to ask. But at least, uh, you know, a lot of times most churches have some sort of like what we call assimilation programs, meaning like you go in and you find out about the church Um, at Bethel. We call that next steps. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you go in and be like, okay, what class can I take or who can I sit down to find out about this church? Don't be afraid to ask those questions. And also there's a culture of church hopping and that's kind of like a thing too but i also think i just suggested to someone that moved into a new area like 
don't be afraid to go to different churches. Yeah. Sometimes we almost feel like we shouldn't do that. Right. Or that we're like denomination locked. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But go ahead and like go and sit in a couple congregations. Yes. Listen to the pastor. Not to see, to your point, Alyssa, like, oh, what just makes me feel the best when right. I leave here? But yeah, I'm looking for someone that uh, a church that has the right tools mm-hmm. that are going to help me grow as a believer and grow closer in my relationship Honestly, with God. Honestly, any church I've ever been to, I look at the character of the people leading it. And I, yeah. I will look at their lives. I will look at their relationships as much as I can from mm-hmm. kind of a bird's eye. Mm-hmm. See what I can see. You know, I will stalk them on social media. I want to see where their value is and where their heart is. Right. And again... I'm a pastor's kid, so I grew up with like that kind of mentality, like make sure your leaders are good type of thing. Um, but if the person that's leading the church is not of good character, mm-hmm. then I would even say just don't go to the church because mm-hmm. I, I personally don't want any part of that. Mm-hmm. Now, there might be other good leaders, but the person that's preaching every Sunday, right. that's leading the church in a specific direction, I want to know that I trust that person. And even if I don't like – if I don't feel that I trust this person – I will pray about it because if God has called him, then I'm going to trust that God is calling that person. Mm -hmm. But again, this is it's it's a tightrope. But also like that's a that's an interesting word because like trusting that Mm -hmm. person, I I am of the mindset like I I do think for the most part, the best of most people Mm -hmm. Um, like I for the I think I give people the benefit of the doubt. You always do. Okay, good. And I'm always like, "Mm, (laughs) are you sure? But I think that there's some wisdom in like if you are exploring and you go to a church like I I don't believe that that pastor gets your trust initially. Yeah, that's a good point. I think there's some wisdom in like. You know, sit back and 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 listen. Somewhat and guard observe. your heart. Yeah, totally. Like there are wolves in sheep's clothing, totally. as we've said, and there are unhealthy places. I don't believe that that characterizes the church as a whole. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not of the mindset that the the church is just filled with all these evil, awful people that right. are just trying to make like they're they're shiny and bright on the outside. Mm-hmm. But I do think that, again, like you're making an investment in your own spiritual growth. Make yeah. the best possible decision you can make. Use Nobody's discretion. You. Use yeah. discretion. Use wisdom. Um, and, you know, because the reality is, is we want healthy churches as yes. pastors. Mm-hmm. I want every church in this area to be healthy. Do I want them all to fail? And so Bethel could keep getting bigger and bigger. No, no. like mm-hmm. we need all of our churches within our own denomination, outside of our denomination and other uh, Pentecostal circles. I want those to be healthy, thriving churches because yeah. that's what the world needs. They well, that's need... what Christ wants. Exactly. That's where his yeah. heart is. So, yeah. um, but, you know, it kind of puts us on our A-game. Like my, when my husband and I were, when we moved to the area and we were looking for churches, we went into some churches and we left and we're like, nope, yeah. not going back there. Uh, but I'm kind of happy that I, I walked into those churches mm-hmm. and I feel bad for those churches. I wish that they would, uh, you know, the experience was better. But mm-hmm. again, like you don't have to trust, especially when someone's like, I'm a pastor I'm a Christian, like they don't get your immediate trust, yeah, like yeah. work on a relationship because mm-hmm. sometimes you can save yourself from a lot of church hurt mm-hmm. when you recognize like that's a human being standing behind that pulpit, which I think mm-hmm. is ultimately what yes. it, the conversation boils down to mm-hmm. is the people that hurt you are people mm-hmm. and w- you cannot speak for the, you know, the condition of their heart. You can't 
you can't decide what their intentions were. Right. But you can at least have grace and understand that they are people. Even if they are so intentional in hurting you, Mm -hmm. they are a person. Mm -hmm. They're not hurting you unless there's something hurting inside of them. Mm -hmm. They are a person that needs the love of Christ. Right. And I think, you know, what was going back to what we said in the beginning, it's ultimately about reconciliation. Everything you can do, if you have experienced this church hurt, reconcile and that person might surprise you right they might say like oh i'm so sorry i had no idea it could also be the catalyst to them like Absolutely. changing yeah. yeah the power of the holy spirit yeah. just on like that person. illuminating Absolutely. i mean i could be doing something totally like i don't know that it is right uh like offending or hurting mm-hmm. people and if someone brings it to my attention all of a sudden like now i have the power to change that because yeah. i know um that's that's even just speaking to the people who i guess on the opposite end of that like you have those who have been hurt Mm -hmm. it sucks yeah Mm -hmm. when you are in it it is just like sometimes just world crushing it feels like you're everything around you is just coming in because it's you look for in to these people for understanding yeah. for grace they yeah. should be giving you what god has given us and what god has given them and it's frustrating to see somebody who can be standing on a pulpit on a sunday morning being happy go lucky and you're sitting there knowing mm-hmm. i'm like dying on the inside mm-hmm. because of something you did yeah. and yet you're up here and everybody can put you on that pedestal mm-hmm. and be mm-hmm. like yes pastor you're like yes pastor and, it's isolating. and on the, yeah. yes so That's isolating. Right. So for those people, if you're listening, if you've been in that spot, I've been in that spot yeah. and it sucks. And I'm so sorry that you've gone through that and that you're in that moment mm-hmm. or even have had to have that moment. Because realistically, as human as we are, you should never have been on that end of that. Yeah. Like there should have been some checks and balances. There should have been somebody that, that stopped somebody, it, right? Yes. Somebody put a hold yeah. to that. Um, so again, like. Like we're, we all feel that is that I'm so sorry that you Absolutely. have gone through that. Um, but I think because we're kind of to the point of rounding it off anyways, yeah. I wanted to end with just a prayer for those people who maybe have been hurt yeah. in the church before, mm-hmm. maybe have kind of stepped away from the church and are just kind of saying like hands up, I'm done. Right. Like I'm done with God. I'm done with the church. And you kind of just try to go at it on your own some way and maybe for your kids or whatever and just kind of lead by example mm-hmm. but it's hard so yeah. let's just kind of pray before yeah. we seal this Go off because it. it's a heavy topic very and this is only part one there's a whole other part that we're recording oh, a second really? part yeah pastor eric's coming in on that one Ooh. but i wanted him for the second part not the, the first heavy part. hitter <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right so i'll pray yeah Dear Jesus, thank you for this moment that we have been able to have to get together just talking about this heavy topic, Lord. And thank you for every single person who is listening to this today and to those who have never had to experience church hurt. Thank you, God, that they have never had to go through that. Um, But, Lord, there are so many people who have dealt with this topic and who have been hurt by somebody or something that was said or done to them or their family, Lord. And, God, I just pray that you intervene, that without... um, Without your help, without your words, your Holy Spirit and your word that is living, God, we could not get through it. I could not have gotten through hurt that I have gone through in my past. So, Lord, I just pray that you intervene because nobody can fix that problem. Nobody can fix that pain that it causes except for you, Lord. So I just pray that there is a renewal in their spirit, that there is a renewal in their soul, that there is grace and peace that comes over, especially when there's no reconciliation that they can get. God, that you will just 
give them that peace beyond all understanding because it won't make sense, Lord, but that there will be a relief. It'll feel like a weight has been pulled off of their shoulder, Lord. And God, I just pray that you bring somebody into their life, God, to just walk through that journey with them, to bring them to a point of healing, God, and to bring them to a point where they can find you again um, and just know your love beyond just any human love or pastoral love, God. I just pray, Lord, that they depend completely on you um, and that there will just be a change of heart, change of mind, and healing overall over everything that they have gone through lord and that you they find the correct place god uh, that you will guide them and direct them to a new place a new church whether that's at home whether that's at in a church no matter what that may look like god i just pray that you give them that guidance and the direction and just peace lord above all else lord and i just pray god that you bring correction to the person who hurt them that there is some sort of um revelation of something that may have happened that you that they will somehow even if they reach out lord that you'll just continue putting that burden on their heart for something that had happened that they never either recognized or understood or um would be willing to even reconcile with lord i just pray that you bring the burdens to the hearts of those who hurt people lord that they will start recognizing the things that need to change so that way they can become a better leader a better person um and a better christ follower lord because to be like you means we don't want to hurt somebody so god i just pray for all of those things in your name and i thank you for today and for those that are listening in today amen amen amen, amen. well Part one. <laughs> Heavy it's been topic. Fun. Yeah. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. I like the three person thing. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Good right. stuff. So part two is coming in two weeks. Yes. So uh But yeah. in the meantime. Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah, Happy oh New Year, yeah. Happy New Year. Yeah. You got this. Twenty twenty three. All right. It's guys. gonna be even better. Have a good one. <laughs> See you later. See ya.